Welcome to Rock, Pop, and Roll. Today we're going to look at a consistently charting 1980s band that had lots of hits, a lot of hits, before and after their signature song. And we're going to tell you what that signature song is in just a minute, so hang on. Rock, Pop, and Roll. More than just a celebration is the name of this podcast. These guys, they mastered the transition from Funkmeisters to smooth pop R&B, and, and they were on the charts forever in the 80s. They've been around since 1964. They're still tour-ready. As soon as COVID's over, uh, they're going to be back on the road. Top 40 radio dug them for better than 10 years. Better part of 10 years. I mean, really loved them. Cool and the gang. It came from Jersey City, New Jersey, founded by brothers Robert Cool Bell and Ronald Bell. They started making albums in 1970. The first single from their debut album, a song called Cool and the Gang, was the title track. It didn't hit the top 40. It stalled out at number 59, but did make it into the R&B top 20 at number 19. It's worth a quick listen. some cool in the gang some instrumental cool in the gang to introduce themselves to the world uh, live at the sex machine <laughs> it's a live album that they released in 1971 it reached number six on the r&b billboard album chart but the band's first taste of pop success came with the release of their fourth album an album called wild and peaceful in 1973 it had a pair of top 10 singles this is the one we mostly remember. It went to number four. It was the Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Just a great song. This is Rock, Pop, and Roll. In the episode number 17, more than just a celebration, we're looking at the 1980s output of Cool and the Gang. And we're taking a peek back into the the 70s that got them into the 1980s. The second top 10 single, number 6 from uh, that album, a little less remembered song, still a hit, big hit, Hollywood Swinging. As you can kind of tell, they were more of a more of a funk and groove-based band back in the 70s. Disco didn't really work for Cool and the Gang. They were more like a they were more like Sly and the Family Stone or maybe like Casey and the Sunshine Band with the heightened gooey poppin' funk boogeyman funkadelic. And they, they had, since 1975, they had a top 40 hit that was called Spirit of the Boogie, uh, but not, not a big hit. So, uh, well, they, they could not maintain that early 70s wave of hits that they had. They did have a second commercial peak from 1979 to 1986, and that's what we're going to look at. 
They also had a partnership with a Brazilian musician, a Brazilian producer named Amir Diodato, who was key to their success. So today, we dig, we dig into the 1980s output of Cool and the Gang with a peek into the workmanlike early funk right there before they had a middle career as a hit music machine. Hit music on the Radio Kings they were in a late poppy love ballad laden career. This is Rock, Pop, and Roll. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the playlist of the decade of the 1980s live in digital form emanating from Indiana, the middle of America. That's where we are. Welcome to the podcast, more than just a celebration. It's the 80s output of Cool and the Gang. You want to hear the songs from today's show, plus some other great songs from Cool and the Gang? We've created a Spotify playlist for the podcast. Find the link in the show notes. Cool and the Gang ended up having 20 top 40 hits. They had 32 top 20 hits on the R&B charts. Uh, Their biggest selling album was 1984's Emergency. It was a full 20 years after they were formed. So they had, they really had two peaks. I said three, but three segments, two peaks. They had the early 70s where they hit the R&B charts. But around 1976, Cool and the Gang was slowed by the rise of disco music. A Rolling Stone writer named Jeff Himes wrote that the disco era, quote, frowned on their loose and greasy approach to dance music. They had 12 singles in a row from 76 to 79, but no top 40 hits in those singles from 1976 to 1979, though they did have a lesser song on the uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. But in 1979, J.T. Taylor joined the band, and his vocals helped them record some ballads, which the group had avoided. And then they uh, started a four-album association with that Brazilian producer, Diodato, He pushed them to mainstream pop, more ear candy, more hooks, more choruses, and you can hear the pop sensibilities come through in the 1980s. On the cusp of that decade in 1979, the band recorded and released Ladies' Night, which became their most successful album since their formation. It was helped by the singles uh, Too Hot and Ladies' Night. Too Hot went to number five on the charts. Can't imagine that this love is through. And you can hear the change, right? More smooth. Ladies' Night ended up going to number eight, so a pair of top tens on the uh, Billboard Hot 100 chart. And it was into the 80s they went with momentum because these two songs kick-started their second act. And in 1980, that momentum... In September of 1980, came to a a peak. Fruition was achieved when they released the album Celebrate and their lead single that remains the band's only single to reach number one on the Hot 100. The song originated from lyrics in another song from the Ladies' Night song. There was a, a lyric called, Come on, let's all celebrate. And it led to... This monster hit. It's a celebration. I mean, you, you hear it at ball games. You hear it on TV. You hear it still everywhere 40 years later. Celebration. 
More than just a celebration, though, we're looking at the 1980s output of Cool and the Gang. So they tried to follow this thing up with a... Well, the album in 1981 had a couple of top 20s. One was called Take Me to Heart, which went to number 17 on the charts. You remember this one? So not quite as big as Celebration, but still, it was a it was a hit. And then they had a, a, a top 10 song, went, went to number 10, uh, one of my favorites from their catalog, 1981's Get down on it. Cool and the gang was on a roll, beginning with celebration. These two songs. This one's still good, right? That's one of my favorite from them. So that was their third album with Diodato. The fourth and final album with that producer was uh, from 1982. They did an album called As One. As we're looking at Cool and the Gang, their 80s output, had, they, they were all over the radio. I worked in radio in the 1980s, and there was always a Cool and the Gang single out there. Sometimes it was huge. Sometimes it was great. Sometimes it was a ballad. Sometimes it wasn't much. But it was enough to get on the charts. Number 21, not as memorable, but from that uh, As One album in 1982, they had a song called Big Fun, went to number number 21. See, I don't remember that one as much on the radio. Went to number 21, the the underrated, highly underrated uh, follow-up to that was, uh, went to number 30 on the charts. It was a, a song called, it had the ooh-la-la in it, it was called Let's Go Dancing, do you remember this one? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Where's that one? Why isn't that one played more, right? This is rock, pop, and roll. More than just a celebration. It's the 1980s output of Cool and the Gang. You can hear more of Cool and the Gang on our Spotify playlist. The link is in the show notes. So then they decided to produce their next album, the 1983 album called In the Heart. They produced it by themselves and and had a guy named Jim Bonifond as a co-producer. And it was their move into smoother pop, but right for the times. As we look back at the 80s output of Cool and the Gang, and this is where they went from eh, kind of fringy, having some hits, kind of on the radio, but not huge. Well, this album contained, count them, one, two, had... Well, let's listen to them. They were in the midst of seven consecutive top 20s with one-word titles, and this was the first single from that album called Joanna. Smoother. Went to number two. Nineteen eighty-three was such a great year for music anyway, wasn't it? If you remember that time. So, yeah, much smoother 
Smooth Love of Joanna. Follow up to that was a song called Tonight that went up to number 13 on the charts. Had a little guitar in it. The guitar. So that album actually had it had two two hits on it those two Joanna and Tonight and uh, they stayed with that team Bonafund and uh, Cool and the Gang co-produced the next album Emergency which we told you was their highest selling album they sold over two million copies in the U S 1984 it spawned four U S top twenty singles four that were huge by this time they had smoothed off uh, the rough edges quite a bit. And they were well into the pop, but they were all over the radio, exiting the funk, giving you some danceable, fun, pop music. Number one R&B song was the lead single. It was top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, went up to number nine. Lead single called Fresh. They were, they were on such a roll, they could release almost anything on this album, and, and it was going to be a hit. They, one of the things that they did do that I, that I really liked was a super processed classic rock, but not quite, guitar that they, uh, that they would throw into some songs like this one. It was a top 10 hit, went to number 10 on the charts, Misled. Oh. One of my favorites. When she touches, can resist her. I'm a pumpkin when she's playing. She's outgoing, but I love her so. All over the radio. Cool in the gang. I don't know that they they were one of the most popular bands of the 1980s. Yeah, just looking at the singles charts. Seven consecutive top 20s with one word titles. The next one was this one. It was called Cherish. A little cheesy ballad. Went to number two, number one on the R&B charts. A lot of people remember them just for celebration, right? Uh, Cool in the gang, much more than that. Big radio band we're taking a look back at them at rock pop and roll they pushed a fourth single from that album they did it was top 20 the momentum was winding down from this album but it still hit number 18 the title track to emergency So with that song hitting the top 20, that feat made Cool in the Gang the only band to have four top 20 singles from a single album that year, 1985. This is Rock, Pop, and Roll. Rob with you, re-listening to the 1980s output 
of Cool and the Gang. You be the judge. Dig it or not, I certainly did. The group's 17th. And I, I told you, I was working in radio, and you couldn't get away from Cool and the Gang if you were working at a adult contemporary or a top 40 station or, um, you know, any station that was playing any kind of current music in the 80s. Cool and the Gang was on the list. The 17th album, Forever, was released in November of 1986. One last gasp of big fame for Cool and the Gang. The album included two more hit singles on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, two top tens. They were repeating the formula, uh, but we didn't care. This one went to number 10. Song, uh, song called Victory. One word title. They built, they built that template, and they didn't stray too far from it in, in, in the mid-'80s, now did they? Uh, and then this was the single, the last single, that would end their run of, of big hits. It also ended their run of one-word titles. Hit number 10, Stone Love. You can hear they're kind of winding down. The, they can kind of tell the hits are done, right? Maybe. I can. Solid as a Rock reminds me of the old Ashford and Simpson song. It's cool in the gang, and, and that'd be it. The end of their run. A damn good run it was, though. From 1980 to 87, one of the biggest bands in music with a top 40 hit every year. 14 top 40 hits in all, most of them landing in the top 20. Now, by February of 1988... Uh, J.T. Taylor had departed from the band. He went to pursue a solo career, which didn't really do much. He eventually released five albums, had no top 40 hits, though he did crack the R&B top 15 twice. The band remained Robert Bell, Dennis Thomas, George Brown, Michael Ray, Curtis Fitzwilliams. Uh, they were all longtime members of the band, Bell, Thomas, and Brown from 1964, uh, all the way to the present, Ronald Bell, who, who wrote Celebration, he wrote Cherry, she wrote Jungle Boogie, he recently died. September of 2020, he passed away. But Cool and the Gang, they stay on the road. The, do you remember that Cool and the Gang opened for Van Halen? Do you remember that? 2012, Van Halen's A Different Kind of Truth tour that David Lee Roth was back with him. And uh, Roth wanted Cool and the Gang to open after he saw their set at Glastonbury. He liked it that there were a lot of women in the audience. He said, let's get Cool and the Gang to open up. So, so they did. Doesn't make sense, right? Cool and the Gang and Van Halen, but they went on the road together. Uh, cool and the Gang, as I was doing the research, they've also created an animated series of five shorts. You can find them on YouTube on Cool TV, K-O-O-L TV. From Jersey City, the band is, and uh, kind of their history in cartoon form interesting to check out did you realize just how big they were in the 80s listening to all those songs pretty damn popular still a band from funk to pop to all over the radio 
They're a band that's a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of candy for your ears. 70s, mid-70s, late 70s. I was just a preteen white kid from a small town in Michigan, right? But I did grow up in a time when AM radio was still playing a stew of hits from all different kinds of artists. I loved it. It was an intro to music that made me like more than just a bunch of long hair rockers, right? Pop, funk, disco, new wave, yacht rock, cool and the gang mixed in some white boy guitars, way too clean, but echoing that Ray Parker Jr. power chord sound with a funk pop sound. They loved the ballads. The boys of Cool and the Gang synthesized and cleaned up the funk for the suburban crowd. Their combination of pop sensibilities, history of funk and dance music, and straight-up longevity made them successful and pretty damn smart. Cool and the Gang, the 80s output of one of the great radio bands of all time. There you go. Thanks for listening to the podcast. More than just a celebration, it is the 80s output of the great Cool and the Gang. Hear more Cool and the Gang on our Spotify playlist. The link is in the show notes. Before we leave... going to give you one more taste of cool in the gang so don't go anywhere subscribe to rock pop and roll on apple podcast on spotify on iheart podcast wherever you get your podcast you can find us find us on twitter at 80s rock pop roll email us rock pop roll podcast at gmail.com if you like the show share it with somebody tell a friend share it on social media help us Spread the word of rock, pop, and roll. One last fact before we get out of here. We told you they were on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Uh, the song in 1978 was a song called Open Sesame. It was a top 10 R&B single included in the soundtrack. Didn't do anything on the charts, uh, but it's like a, did you know? kind of thing cool and the gang was on one of the great soundtracks of all time but we want to go back to before the pop breakthrough at the tail end of their funk success because i do like the cool and the gang 70s funk before they did become this radio band and let's, i want to go back to 1977 uh, a song called mighty mighty high the album was called the force just to hear some more cool in the gang with that earth, wind, and fire-ish funk. Thanks for listening. See you next time. I'm Rob. Be good to each other. Rock, pop, and roll.